Welcome back to the Trauma to Triumph podcast. I'm Annabelle Ingleton. I'm your host, and I'm a trauma-informed coach. I help people heal their brain and body from the effects of trauma. And yeah, we're listening to episode 50. How crazy. The show has been alive a little over a year. 50 episodes now. That's pretty exciting. I'm almost like it's almost an episode a week for because there's 52 weeks in a year, right? But who's counting? Just me. So this week, I'm really excited to share this information, this episode, this data, this knowledge with you guys about disconfirming experiences. This is probably a phrase you've never heard before. You're probably like, I don't even know what this episode is going to be about, but let's just listen because Annabelle is typically shares some good stuff yeah let's let's hope god willing you think that (laughs) but disconfirming experiences i want to explain what it is and how it has to do with your healing and why you need to have a lot of these if you want to heal from attachment wounds specifically and well some some past traumas but mostly mostly i want to say attachment wounds and attachment wounds if you don't know what they are let's see i'm sure i have a past episode on attachment wounds but they are typically events in your past where you had ruptures of connection with a person, okay? So this could be in a relationship now as an adult or a disconnection of attachment from your parents or caregivers. So these have really lost long-lasting effects on your nervous system and your, and your mind because they left a big meaning and... Um, yeah, I want to say meaning and belief system behind. So what do I mean by they left a belief system behind? This is what trauma does to our brain and body. This is how I've learned it, how I've experienced it, how I teach my clients, what I believe to be very, very true about past traumatic events and attachment wounds. Each event or rupture in connection was a thing that left our nervous system in a survival state we didn't express an emotion or a need or a physical thing that we needed to do like like a behavior like run scream fight back um, ask for help save something save someone defend ourselves things like that and so when we're in a place to defend ourselves, we're typically in one of the survival states, either a shutdown state, a dissociated state, or you were in a fight or flight state. So when the expression that felt like it needed to be to happen in order to relieve yourself of the supposed threat and protect yourself, that state stays essentially lodged in your nervous system. Now that that emotion stays stuck in your brain and in your body. And I want to describe that a little bit. I read a really, really interesting article back from 2010 by this uh, therapist, psychotherapist named Bruce Ecker. And I'm going to link uh, this article in the show notes because I found it to be super, super interesting, really heady, very brainy, very, you know, um, uh, academic um, and kind of medical, but still it was very short and sweet. And I found it to be really, really interesting. So what he talked about was how when he was treating clients who had really strong belief systems around something, 
or about life now because of an event that happened in their past, it was creating results in their life where they were struggling in some areas. This happens to most people with trauma, okay? Trauma creates these survival states in us, and now we're living from those survival states of fear, of worry, of sadness, of anger, of of um, isolation, of doubt, um, so many things, okay? And he was referencing how he wanted to help these people create new lives and the way you know the only way you can have a new life is if you take new actions and have new thoughts right and have new emotions and then your life looks different if before you were living in fear and isolation and and staying at home all the time and a lot of doubt and you were never with people you'll and you want to have the opposite of that right social love affection connection with people doing things living a really full and pleasant, um, safe life, we had to start doing different things. But a lot of times because these survival states stay with us and the stories that they have attached to them are people are going to hurt us. People are going to, you know, um, hurt us like they did before. People aren't safe, things like that. Then your behavior is going to be very in line with that belief. Our beliefs create our realities and then our realities further cement that belief. It's like this cycle of, belief and reality belief in reality and what i want to offer in regards to that and i'll go back to the article that dr bruce ecker was um, referring to but uh basically what trauma does is it creates limiting beliefs around yourself and that creates unpleasant emotions it creates then stories about the world and then it creates behaviors that you're either using to cope with the unpleasant behaviors i mean emotions that you have now or you have behavioral adaptations which are behaviors that you do in order to prevent yourself from ever having that pain again so you're either coping with the pain the unpleasant emotions or you're doing things in order to prevent that pain from ever happening and most of us do both okay i've seen it with every all of my clients with myself we do both people either drink a lot to deal with the pain of sadness and self-doubt and um, insecurity. And then they don't subject themselves to social engagements or are in relationships because they don't want to get rejected again. Yeah. So that's the behavior adaptation. And then that's the coping mechanism that you have, the drinking and then the isolation, right? Both of them keep you safe. Both of them make you feel better. Both of them, like the coping makes you feel good because you're no longer thinking about the, uh, you're, not, no, you're no longer feeling the pain of self-doubt, insecurity, all those things. But then the behavior adaptation of isolating yourself and not putting yourself in social, social situations with people or relationships prevents you from having further pain because then you don't have to, you won't have to deal with rejection, right? Because if you don't get in a relationship, there's no one to love you and then maybe hurt you and reject you. So this happens, guys, subconsciously. It's not like we're all putting our life together and we're like, that trauma happened, and so I'm going to believe this about myself, and then I'm going to now believe this about the world, and I'm going to feel these feelings, and I'm going to start doing these behaviors. Like It's not conscious, but our psyche and our brain and our body are so dope, and they're really smart, and they're going to give you these ideas in order to protect you because remember our brain is always trying to keep us safe and keep us alive and it's going to do it with three three different ways 
looking for pain, avoiding, I'm sorry, um, preventing pain. So avoiding pain, seeking pleasure, and then taking the road of least resistance. And all those things that I just lined up create your life. But here's the thing, when you're living from a space of fear, of protection, of supposed threat, of worry, of doubt, of anger, of sadness, you're always living from those wounded parts, those protective parts, and those parts are all fueled by fear. And I've noticed, I have proof of it, I've experienced it, my clients are, all my clients who come to work with me with the effects of trauma, we end up having results in our lives that we don't like. We don't have the careers we want. We don't have the relationships we want. We don't have the love we want. We don't have the bodies we want. We don't have the amount of money we want. We don't have the homes we want. We don't have the lifestyles we want. We don't have the emotional, uh, feel, the great feelings that we want. We don't have the thoughts that we want. We don't have the quality relationships and affection that we want. And it's and typically, we don't have the results that we want because we're taking a certain action. And remember, all those actions are fueled from this fearful, wounded, protective part. And I always say, when you do things out of fear, the result you get is never, it's it's going to feel good temporarily, but in the long run, it doesn't, it doesn't last and it doesn't, it doesn't garner the results you want. It never lines up with your ultimate goal. Like if your goal is to be a millionaire and all you do is live in fear and worry and protection, you're probably going to stay in the same soul-sucking job that you have. You're not going to take risks. You're not going to put yourself out there. You're not going to make offers. You're probably not going to start your business and you lose a chance. Maybe you're not going to go to school and get the degree you want and start the business because or whatever, right? Because you're too worried and too fearful and too scared and so the result is a career you don't want and you don't have the money you want right you don't have the relationships you want or the toys you want and the homes you want so notice how the results in your life are created by your if you whether whether how you're believing and how you're thinking and how you're acting right but how you believe how you think how you feel how you act most of it is is driven by and fueled by how you if you've healed if you have if you've addressed your wounds if you understand them if you've done the work and you have a healthy emotional system a healthy um uh, mental wellness healthy emotional wellness and you're able to regulate your emotions well you're able to take risks you're able to feel safe in any scenario if you're coming from that place, think of all the think of the results that you'd have, right? You'd have a very different life. But the experiences you're you're really having are just mediocre or they're just at a level that you you're not very happy with, right? So the question comes down to these are the experiences I'm having. These are this is the life I have. Why do I have this life? I have this life because I'm doing all these things. Like I'm thinking this way, I'm I'm living this way, I'm feeling these emotions and all of these thoughts and feelings create our behaviors and then give us our results. So the behaviors really drive and give us our results, right? But they're all, they're fueled by our thoughts and our emotions and our desires and things like that. 
but those things are actually created and really shaped by and informed by our traumas or by our past experiences. So if we've had experiences that we haven't fully dealt with, that we've kind of suppressed, that we haven't looked at and understood and realized how they are causing certain results in our life, how can we change our current experiences? How can we change the results we're having? How can we start taking different action, right? It's going to be really hard. So we always want to get to the root and the root is typically the root cause trauma that created all these beliefs, emotions, thoughts, and stories, and now behaviors, right? So it's, I call it the trauma informed model for healing. Trauma is at the very bottom, right above it is how it creates limiting beliefs about yourself. And then the emotions on top of that thoughts and stories on top of that, and then behaviors on top of that. And then you get results in your life, right? So all that to say to now explain what are disconfirming experiences and how do they have, what do they have to do with trauma? So a disconfirming experience in the psychotherapy world, in coaching world, in the trauma world, in any type of therapeutic relationship or modality that we're talking about, a disconfirming experience is something, an actual experience that you have in your real life that negates a previously held belief around something okay so it's i'm gonna say that again it's an experience that you have now that contradicts an old experience you had before and this new experience that you have now holds a very different emotional charge and a different emotional feeling of well-being versus the first one that was maybe unpleasant okay all right so let me give you guys an example so let's say in your past when you were younger you were at a talent show and you were performing and you performed and you fell when you were dancing and everybody laughed at you and you were super super embarrassed you ran off the stage it was mortifying you had a lot of shame and you know resentment and all these unpleasant feelings fear sadness regret all these things and sorry did you guys hear that beep that was my oven (laughs) i'm preheating it for dinner um this mic picks up everything it's so it's so powerful so because of that you it created it was very traumatic let's say and people teased you about it for weeks and months on end the entire school year you were like eight years old and then it what it did it was it created these beliefs about yourself like i'm not talented i'm not smart I'm a klutz. I can't put myself out there in front of people. You know, okay, let's say those are the beliefs. I'm not lovable. I'm not smart. I'm I'm not, um, what's that called when you're like, when you're very flexible, whatever, things like that, right? Things about yourself. And then it created a lot of shame and fear and worry and self-doubt. And then it created stories like, we need to play small we need to hide we need to just not put ourselves out there we need to not speak up we need to not maybe you were singing and, and dancing and we need not sing and dance and anything like that is just bad we're, if we put ourselves out there people are going to laugh at us um don't use your voice it's just blend in and don't do much to draw attention to yourself because if you do then people are going to laugh at you those are the stories now you believe and the behaviors you do now do in your life the experiences you're having are 
you know, you're not putting yourself out there and you're protecting yourself because you don't put yourself out there at all. At work, you know, you have a good job and you have relationships and things like that, but maybe they're just not, you're not speaking up for yourself. You're doing a lot of people pleasing. You are, have projects at work and you probably can offer a lot more, but you're never, you never, uh, raise your hand in meetings and share ideas and things like that and so you have like this internal resistance because you know you have ideas but you never share them because the belief is the world isn't safe and people are going to make fun of me if I share anything right so the experience you had in your past was one of putting yourself out there and then there was like ridicule followed it that was the experience you had and so now you're not doing any of those things now because you're worried the past thing is going to happen in in my world what i work with my clients on is when we've had experiences like that a lot of this stuff that we do is we have to create a lot of disconfirming experiences around some of these traumatic events and attachment wounds because what we need to do is you actually need to teach your brain and your nervous system that if you do the thing that you that it's been telling you not to do you want to offer it a, a disconfirming experience so that it can learn oh if I do this thing, it's actually safe. People will actually not laugh at me. People are actually supportive. I'm going to give my ideas and people, it's actually going to help me. People are going to like my ideas. Um, I don't need to just back down. Um, when you put yourself out there, maybe you get raises, maybe you get a promotion at work, right? So it's actually doing the thing that you're most scared of doing, that you're, that you're, protective parts and your wounded parts have told you not to do which is don't put yourself out there play small right people please and you actually want to do the opposite so you can create a disconfirming experience from the past does that make sense my students <laughs> so um let's say this is this is you you're my client and you're coming to me with this experience I would offer you to put yourself in situations where you can speak up, where you can share your ideas, where you can find it somewhat safe to be able to, sh- to you know, show yourself and not play small anymore and kind of put yourself out there, even in, just even in small ways, so that you can teach your body and your brain that everything is okay. And here's what it does to your brain and your body. It actually creates this thing called reconsolidation in your brain. We remember we're teaching both our brain and our body new things when we're healing from trauma because trauma is stored in our mind, our subconscious mind, and in our nervous system, in our body. So we have to create new experiences around life, around the past thing that happened, so that we can teach it. Because right now it thinks that thing isn't safe, showing up, playing big, talking, sharing ideas, putting yourself out there, right? And we want to show, and but not doing that is creating a life of not, I don't want to say mediocrity, but you're just not living to your fullest potential, right? You're not living from self. You're not living in self-leadership. And so when you do this, it creates a what's called reconsolidation in your, in your brain. And it teaches your brain, oh, it creates a new, it takes an implicit memory and a memory of the past is implicit. Like it happened already and it's there and it's living. But what you're basically doing is you're, when you create a new experience, you, you're kind of like tapping into that past moment and making the implicit explicit by creating a new experience around it. And you're teaching your brain and your nervous system because it's, it's not going to have the same emotional activation and it's teaching it, oh, this is safe. We didn't die. Not only did we not die, but 
people applauded us. Um, people were really receptive. Uh, I got a raise from it. I got a promotion from it. I, you know, was given, um, you know, my spouse was really happy that I expressed myself in this way. People are really welcoming when I share ideas. People are glad to see me when I'm participating in hobbies and social events and things like that. I'm actually like making new friends when I do these things. And so you're creating all these new beliefs, all these positive emotions around this, these new experiences, and they're disconfirming the past belief around the past experience because the new experience you're having is kind of similar to the past, right? Because your nervous system gets activated when you do this new thing and it's an, uh uh-oh, wait, your parts are going to say, this feels just like third grade. Annabelle, what are you doing? Oh my God, don't do it. And it's going to get freaked out when you say, I'm during the meeting tomorrow at work, I'm going to share this idea because I know it's good and I know it's going to help our team. And your, your parts are going to say, no, 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 maybe we shouldn't do that. Remember what happened last time? We got rejected. People made fun of us. It was so embarrassing. We're going to die. And so what you have to do is you have to bring awareness to, the, to that part of you that's telling you to step down and go back into your protective mode and do all those behaviors that you normally do. And you say, listen, I got it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. I'm going to be brave and I'm going to move forward anyway because your parts are always going to sneakily tell you not to do it. And you have to be brave and you have to be self-led and say, I got this, guys. Don't worry. Let me show you what happens. And you move forward with bravery, with courage. Remember, when you're in self-leadership, when you're accessing that undamaged part of you, that part of you that has compassion for the world and is really optimistic and believes that the world is safe and believes that everybody's, you know, that you act from creativity and from calmness and from confidence, that part of you is the part that creates all the goals and wants that bigger life and knows that you're capable of it and knows that the world is safe. So you have to show your parts, I got this, let me do it. You take action, you get good results, Now you and you feel great because you got great results. And you basically start chipping away at that past traumatic event and it starts kind of going getting smaller and smaller and getting more cleaned out of your nervous system and your brain and you create all these new neural pathways around the belief that it's safe to be out there that it's safe to speak your mind that it's safe to be social that it's safe to do you know speak up in a meeting and share your ideas this my friends is what heals trauma this is one of the main things that heals trauma disconfirming experiences and this could be around any past event that you experienced listen there's going to be some things that you can't right like there's going to be like if you witnessed maybe someone passing like i know that's hard and there's like you can't really create a disconfirming experience around that but let's say you were cheated on and now you're really ambivalent around trusting you know women and men or you know with partners and you're being really avoided and you don't want to get in relationships. And what I've helped my clients do is slowly get back into relationships. We process their trauma with psyche. They learn the skills of emotional regulation so they can catch themselves when they get into situations where they're now want to create disconfirming experiences and their parts start freaking out. And my clients catch themselves. They bring awareness to that feeling and they say, hey, okay, I, I realize I'm getting anxious. Nothing's gone wrong. Everything is fine. I take a couple deep breaths to slow down, kind of pump that polyvagal break, bring yourself down back to a little bit more calm, a little bit less mobilized energy. You move forward anyway with bravery and you create those new experiences. 
right? And now you go on a date with someone. And the date's a little nerve-wracking, but then it ends really nice and you meet someone that you like and it's like, you teach your nervous system, look, not all peop- not all women and men are assholes. Not everyone's going to cheat, right? This was a good first date. Let's, let's see how the next date goes. And you start teaching yourself all these new experiences, right? Can you see how disconfirming experiences help heal your trauma? Yeah? It's very, very, very helpful. Um, one of the topics that I'm going to be sharing, if you're listening to this like the day that it comes out, which would be like October, I'm sorry, September 29th, 2021. <laughs> I don't know when your people are listening to this episode. Um, I am sharing a post tomorrow morning or that day about why people cheat in relationships. And one of the, it's, it's a big carousel post that I'm, that I'm making. It's like 10 slides. And it's very... Um, enlightening I think and I shared this because I recently had a client who it was in this scenario and he was in a relationship where he's cheating on a spouse and felt very like it not that it they didn't feel like it was okay but it was a decision made out of fear because of the relationship you know their 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 spouse now and I kind of needed to explain to him like why he was doing this behavior and it was it was about being dysregulated he wasn't able to regulate his own emotions in his marriage now he wasn't feeling loved in the marriage now and he didn't have the capacity to regulate his emotions and love himself and be in full true self-leadership so he wasn't feeling love from his spouse he didn't feel it from himself so he went outside of his relationship and sought it out in another relationship outside of his marriage Uh, had an affair and cheated and it felt really good but it was important for me to show my client that it was done from this fearful place and it was almost like they realized wow I was only doing it because I was creating an experience now that was kind of damaging and it could have continued to damage him if you think about it like now he's in self-betrayal he's showing himself that I can get love if I if I cheat and how bad of an experience is that? Like he was, he could have traumatized himself by telling himself that like, it's okay to cheat because you can get love this way. Well, that's an experience he's going to have. And now he may believe that. And let's say he starts a new relationship when he gets a divorce, let's say. And now he believes people cheat and they, they can fall in love in a relationship. So now he's living from that place and that belief system and maybe doesn't trust his spouse now because he was a cheater and now he believes all this stuff and it can become like a really vicious cycle in your life when you do things like this, when you act from a place of fear, from a place of you when you have experiences that aren't healthy and it can just re-traumatize you in another way. We want to be able to not only not create experiences like this where we're like doubly traumatizing ourselves, like his marriage was already messed up, right? He was already unhealthy and unhappy and he didn't have to do that. But he was now further creating another experience that although felt good to him in the moment because he was coping, he was getting a lot of regulation and affirmation and love and things like that from his friend, right? The other person, it was 
further creating this experience around marriage and belief around marriage that really could end just like wouldn't end well and then he was going to have to now heal from that part and now have to like reteach himself that people not everyone's going to be cheaters and things like that so i say that to say that it's really important the actions that we're taking now so that we don't create further trauma for ourselves where we're going to have to do more work later and create more disconfirming experiences to heal stuff that we're doing to ourselves now and a lot of the things that we do that we do now to cope can give us unpleasant experiences in our life that we're going to have to work even harder later to heal right so we want to work with hopefully live from a space of self-leadership from very that healthy undamaged place that part that knows you're perfect you get more access to self guys when you've done this work when you do the work to create more experiences where you see the world in a better place and you have more proof of the of the world being safe and how do you have proof of the world being safe you create different experiences in your life that show you the world is safe like let me give you guys a little like i'll give you guys an example for my life i was never i wasn't a coach before i became a coach right but i really wanted to become a freaking coach i knew that i had something to offer people i knew that i had skills i knew that i had a lot of knowledge and i knew that i could help and guide people because i was able to change my life and i knew that i can help other people but i didn't really i had never done it before and even though it was so scary for me to do it because i didn't have like a a full model of it i had seen other people on social media and other coaches right but i had never really fully seen it especially in my like smaller circle of life i've seen entrepreneurs but no coaches and so there was a lot of doubt around it but i had to act move forward with courage every single day put myself out there that and let people know i'm a coach this is how much i charge hire me and it was scary because it was so much rejection at first because like people didn't know who i was i didn't have a track record of success i didn't have a lot of clients i didn't have i you know i was in real estate for 10 years and now i'm saying i'm a coach and people could be like what the fuck? who are you now right and i had to continue moving on every single day showing up every single day so that i could be in my belief around being a good coach and knowing that I had the skills and then moving forward every day even though it was so scary and the rejection was constant and it wasn't like flat out rejection right it was just like nothing was happening I wasn't getting clients right but even then alone nothing happening feels like rejection to our nervous system and our brain right we don't have clients this feels scary we're gonna go broke and die right so I still showed up every day I still made offers finally I get one client then I get another one then I get another one my clients start getting results then I start making a lot of money and I get more clients and then I get more results and then I get more clients and then they get more results and I earn more money and my belief in a coach just skyrockets right now I have in the beginning I didn't really have full full belief that I was a coach I wanted it I knew that my higher self like that was what I was destined to do and I wanted it and I had to quiet down my parts every time they got freaked the fuck out when I wanted to make offers and go live on Instagram and share ideas and share my podcast and all my concepts, right? And I moved forward with courage. I regulated my emotions and then I got results and results and results. Now, the experience I have is and the beliefs I have around it are it's like I'm a successful coach. I make a lot of money. I, my clients get results. I'm very confident in my skills. But years ago, I didn't believe that, right? Five years ago, I was like, if someone would have told me that I would be living 
the life I have now, I probably wouldn't have believed them. Did I want it? 100%. But I wouldn't have believed them because I had never had that experience yet. So you have to have the experiences for your nervous system and your mind to learn it is possible. It is safe to do this thing. And the way you do it is you basically have to do the opposite thing that you're so scared to do. Your nervous system doesn't want you to show up or speak for yourself. You've got to do it in small ways. Where where can you show up for yourself and speak up for yourself? If you notice, I've been doing this a lot on Instagram and asking you guys, like, how are you keeping your promise to yourself today? How are you showing up for yourself? How are you um, building secure attachment for yourself? And you can you do this by keeping your word to yourself and not betraying yourself. So like I do this every day by taking my vitamins and drinking a lot of water, taking my makeup off at night, putting Latisse on my eyelashes so my eyelashes grow long like I want them. Um, they're small, little, minuscule things. But what they do is they build a lot of self-confidence in myself, right? My parts know, like, Annabelle follows through and she does what she does. She's trustworthy. She's confident. She's, like, she is consistent. And so these are the things that start rewriting those beliefs. They rewrite the emotions. They rewrite the thoughts and stories about the world. Maybe before, like, the gentleman that I was, or, the like, let's say I was giving the example, right, about um, the talent show. Now, what you may think, because you're showing up and you're giving your ideas and people aren't shooting them down and you're having a lot of success, it's like, I am smart. People do want to hear my ideas. I am lovable. I am worthy. I am valuable. I offer value to the world. Um, I'm confident. I, I love myself. Things like that. Now you have all these great emotions like confidence and contentment and joy and resilience and courage, bravery, all these great emotions. And then you have thoughts like the world is safe. People want to know. For, uh, they want to hear from me. People are welcoming. People, um, I, I trust people. People will accept my ideas. Like you just have really amazing thoughts. And now the behaviors. What do you do? You're actually doing. You're putting yourself out there. And when you put yourself out there and you offer new ideas and you and you aren't isolated. You're being social. You have all these hobbies. You have a very different result in your life. Your life looks and feels very very different. So we have to start looking at what are the things that we're not doing that we want to do, do them and move forward with them in small bites, even if you can move forward with bravery, with courage, regulating your emotions through it because your parts are going to get a little scared. And then once you do do it and you have results, celebrate the wins, feel all the good feelings, like jump up and down for joy write it down feel all the good feelings so that your nervous system and your brain learn this is a good thing these things that we're doing feel amazing when you're feeling good emotions around the thing versus the past event when you did it you felt all the negative emotions and i'm sorry unpleasant emotions i never like saying negative good or bad that's emotions are aren't good bad negative positive guys they're just pleasant or they feel unpleasant in your body that's all they are because fear is it's it's a good emotion sometimes when a dog is chasing you you have to run away and you feel fear it's it's helpful right you're not going to say that was such a negative emotion that i had when i was running away from the dog and i saved my life like no it was so helpful so you feel the good feelings you build confidence you get you get a really different result you get a really different life right so that was just confirming experiences i know i went all over the place but i hope this episode helped you where in your life, can you create some disconfirming experiences to start healing some of those past wounds, some of those attachment wounds that you have? 
What can you do today that's small but can make a difference? Small little things added up every day, guys, make a huge difference. If you are doing some, let me know. Send me an email. Write a comment on this on the, these show notes or on Instagram. I want to support you. I'm going to root you on. So I hope this episode was helpful, and I will talk to you guys next week. Have a good one.